the Family Business. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm Donna. And I'm Z. And tonight, we are going to be discussing episode 15, entitled The Benders. And this episode is different in pretty much every one that we've seen <laughs> so far, in that there are no monsters other than human monsters. So... So I know that whenever the, the episode starts out, we, we get the feel that it's some big, bad, huge, creepy thing making noises and everything. And Sam and Dean even, at one point, start talking about phantom attackers. So did you do any research on phantom attackers by chance, Z? I didn't, because I when I had the subtitles on, it was... Um lowercase and I didn't think it was a thing. Oh, interesting. So okay. I didn't I didn't realize that it was like a whole thing actually. Yeah. I thought it was just like a vague like there's some kind of thing attacking people. This oh, is they, what I call it. They listed off several different types of phantom attackers. Yeah. Did they? And they had pictures too. <laughs> we need to talk about fire. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> we need a lore master. No. <laughs> so but yeah that that was one thing that they had talked about because da- um dad, John, had a had some entries in the um, in his journal because, as as they were saying, that that was like the highest per capita amount of missing people in that that's, that's, state. That's so. because it's it's inhibiting Minnesota, which is in St. Louis County, which is the largest county in the state, and also happens to have St. Louis in it, which is a tourist city. In Minnesota? Just kidding. I'm lying. You can cut all that out because I looked up the wrong state. <laughs> All this research on Missouri. I am really mad now. <sighs> Wait, did, did you do it on Missouri? Or yeah. Because you, you said Minnesota. County. I think I assumed that that would be a thing. It is It is the largest county, and it has the most cities in it, which would be why. I looked it up. It, it does have more people go missing. In every other county, it's less than, like, 30. And in St. Louis County, it has, like, 600 adults and 1,000 adolescents go missing just in 2017 so far. Wow. So, so it's like a real yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. Because I, I wanted to look it up because I was like, why would God. they? Like, Let's not ever go there. Yeah, that's <laughs> just... I think it, it has a lot of cities in it, and um, it is the largest county. And I think I saw St. Louis and assumed that St. Louis was in there, but I don't. I am a little dyslexic, so... Okay. Just in. just for future reference, St. Louis is in yeah, Missouri. I know. But, okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Okay. I, I went through and I looked through every single county. It took a long time. Interesting. Okay. So do these do these missing people like go back years and years and years? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, note to self, as Don said, <laughs> never go to St. Louis County, Minnesota. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> Alrighty. So, anything else yeah. that you want to scare us with in Minnesota? Or... <laughs> um, not that I want to scare you with. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't scary, but that kid at the beginning looked an awful lot like a Culkin. He what? looked like Macaulay Culkin. Oh. Huh. So, isn't Macaulay's brother Kieran? Is it Kieran Culkin? Like to some googling. Also, I think we should probably start now keeping a checklist of cat jump scares. That pissed uh, me off. <laughs> I, was, I was at 
a university the other day with my partner and I was sitting in this little waiting area and I was watching it and it popped up and I jumped and there were six other people studying around me and they all looked up like I was having a heart attack. <laughs> it pissed me off. It was really embarrassing. Oh. Well, I'll just say this is not the last cat jump scare <laughs> in the series. But I think it is the first. I don't remember any other cat jump scares. Oh, so. I think there's been one. You think so? Has I feel like there has. I feel like this wasn't the first one. It wasn't like the fifth or sixth one, but I don't think it was the first one. All right. Okay. All right. So the women. Talk about the women. All right. Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so the only well, there's Missy, but Missy is kind of a different case. Let's talk oh, about yeah. Dep- <laughs> Deputy Kathleen. Um, and I I really liked her, but not just because. She was tough and competent. I liked her because she's imperfect. Yeah. yeah. She killed that man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to the point, too, where she was telegraphing it. Because Sam was like, you know, are, are you sure? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Sam saw what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I mean, Sam and Dean both knew what happened yeah. after the fact. So... So she she was she was a good character, uh, and she was she was a flawed character, and and I really liked that. Then we've got Missy, mm-hmm. and I tell you what I loved about Missy is she got a lot of mileage out of that scared, cute little girl, mm-hmm. and then boy did she turn evil fast. Wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, from a I don't know from a from a developmental point of view, I mean, with her age, because I think at one point Sam called her a 13-year-old girl, so she may have been 13, she may have been a little younger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But developmentally speaking, I mean, she's pretty well effed up for life. Mm-hmm. And because she's been, you know, this is how she's been raised, this is what she knows, mm-hmm. mom is dead, she only knows what dad and the brothers have taught her and what they've been doing. And potentially, maybe even eating people. I don't know. <laughs> strong implication. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, she's she's toast. I mean, yeah. a, as a human being, she is just toast. thought it was really interesting how, you know, she, like you said, she had the cute little innocent, sweet, oh, I'm neglected kind of yeah. thing going on. And then she pulled the whole, that's going to hurt line. And it's mm-hmm. just like. The little smile wow. that kind of like yeah. just like corked up in the corner and then spread out. Yeah. And then and then Officer Kathleen was like, What what? And then she's like, Oh, that just oh yep, yep. That's good <laughs> And I will say that her knife skills though are amazing. Yeah. She she throws a knife pretty well. So mm-hmm. so yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't throw a knife and hit the broad side of a barn, so <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. So with the with the implications of cannibalism, I know that at one point the dad is like cutting up something in the sink. Obviously, it's part of is his name Vince? Huh? The guy, the first guy who we saw killed, like Alvin. Alvin, Alvin Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins, thank you, Alvin Jenkins. So whenever uh, what Miroki was showing, that's all. Oh, because I said Jenkins. 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 <laughs> so Alvin Jenkins for that. Uh, so yeah, obviously he's cutting up something. We're left to assume, or at least I think we're left to assume, that it is a huge body part that requires like 
some elbow grease with the hacksaw. Yeah. And I will admit that I started getting kind of nauseated hearing that sound because just imagining what it was. Mm -hmm. But we've got bones everywhere throughout the house. We've got yeah. Dean joking about being made into an ashtray. Do you think they were eating the victims or do you think they were just like disposing of them? I don't see why they, I mean, it didn't, it didn't seem like they had jobs, so they had to feed themselves somehow. I mean, they had a brain in a jar, they had a wind chime made out of jaws and pelvises. Yeah. Uh, they had a jar full of teeth. So, yeah, clearly they were, uh, they were making use of all parts of the people, so also, I don't see why they wouldn't have been. Yeah, also if they were trying to, like, just dismember it and get rid of the body, I don't think they would keep, keep the teeth. Right. Because, okay, yeah, that's the point. yeah. Yeah, but uh, actually, when that scene started, I totally thought he was just sharpening tools. Mm. And then at the end of the scene, or at the end of the kind, or when it gets to the point where Dean is joking about me made into an ashtray, and he says, "Oh, eat me." No way, you probably really would. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Well, of course he was cutting up a body." But I actually didn't when that scene happened where he's cutting. The, I guess the body in the sink. I just thought he was sharpening tools because there was a bunch of tools on so the you, table you behind it. that wet, squishy sound was what knife oil? I, I know. I thought it was. I didn't hear the squishiness. I thought it was like grinding. That's. I don't know. I was. I had my earphones in. I didn't have it. Like it was on my phone. So one thing that I found really funny about uh, this episode is uh, whenever Dean goes in and is talking to Deputy Kathleen and saying, you know, talking about Sam being missing and everything, and she pulls up the profiles and, okay, number one, shoddy police work for not going ahead and clicking on Dean and trying to find a, a picture, but anyway, mm -hmm. that's beside the point. We'll leave that up to the writing. But, uh, <laughs> but the fact, whenever uh, Dean describes himself as the black sheep of the family. He says, yeah, he's Dean's the black sheep of the family. Handsome, though. I, I love how he had to throw that in there. Yeah, you know, just sure. that, that little try, attempt at flirting or whatever it was. But I, I really found it telling it, that he described Dean, describing, you know, third-person Dean as the black sheep of the family because that's pretty much... Sam's role mm -hmm. in the family. Yeah. So, what did you guys think about that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go too deep in it. I guess because I was just like, he's accused of being a murderer. So any normal person would say, yeah, he's not like the rest of the family. But when you look at it from like the the continued struggle through the episode or the series where Sam is the not the good son, right? It is kind of interesting to see that that that's the side that we always see that in comparison to his family dean is the good son but in real life and not real life in normal families he would not be the good son. he was lying about everything else so he kind of followed to me that he would lie about who was the black sheep yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a break here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about really briefly? Let me just mention... Sam was acting like Alvin leaving was such a stupid thing. I mean, I would have. I would have left. I would have tried to get Sammy out. Mm. I wouldn't have left Sammy in the cage, mm -hmm. but I would have left. I would have been like, okay, I am free of the cage. I'm out of here. So I don't think it was so stupid to leave. 
I, I can see both sides of it. I, I definitely think his chances would have been improved with Sam. I mean, if nothing else, I mean, you know, stabbing Sam in the leg and running away. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know, don't ever get into a zombie apocalypse with me because I don't have to outrun the zombies. I just have to outrun you. But, I mean, yeah, I can see it both ways. I mean, him going alone was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was obviously, I mean, it was blatantly obviously a trick to get him out of there. On the other hand, he's probably going to die either way. So do you want to die trying to get away or do you want to die just sitting in a cage? I, if, if that had been me, because it, it, my first thought was, why didn't Sam's cage unlock? Like that is immediately, it's a trap. Right. Um, I would have gotten out of the cage, and if I couldn't get Sam out, I would have hid somewhere else in the barn, not like left, because the the, the door popped open too, mm-hmm. the main door, and that would have been I'd have been like, no, nah, y'all can come in and get me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not doing the work for you. All right. Well, as I mentioned, we are going to go ahead and take a break real quick, and we will have Miss Donna regale us with some information. I would like to request that y'all go visit a busy mile. Y'all come visit us on iTunes. Y'all come Google. back and You want to have a new sweet tip? <laughs> Give us a, a rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate that. Help us out a lot. Uh, maybe tell a friend about us. Uh, you can learn more about us and chat with us on Twitter and Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And I will let Z tell you about our social media presence. You can find us on Instagram at the family business underscore SPN fancast. And you can find us on Twitter at TFB underscore SPN fancast. And then we're also on Tumblr with all of our sister podcasts at uh, starcasts.tumblr.com. Finally, we are part of the Gumby Cat Networks. We really appreciate them uh, providing us a home. I would like to suggest you go visit them to find something interesting. They have art and culture, books, TV, film, nerdy stuff like Majide. Check Gummy Cat out. I think you'll find something there you love. All right. One of the other things that, and I'm going to try to not be spoilery with this because there is a parallel somewhat to future episodes. But one of the things that I found really interesting in the Sam Dean dynamic with this episode, um, and, and it's Dean's, how Dean shows or says I love you without actually doing it, is not to Sam, it's actually to Kathleen, whenever he says, uh, basically, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm responsible for him, I'm the one who pulled him out of the fire, and he really literally did. I mean, he was responsible for getting Sam out of the fire and everything. But like I said, there, there are some kind of parallels with that, that description for future episodes that I won't really go into right now. But I definitely think that this was a, this episode was, was a strong indicator Mm -hmm. of how much Dean really does not only care for Sam, but also feels responsible for him. Uh, for him being alive, for everything that has gone on in their life. So I thought that that was a really telling thing. And I also think that was a great way for him to connect with Kathleen Mm -hmm. before he realized that her brother Riley had gone missing and that she had a connection with what was going on as well. So And that was, again, their connection with each other, that she she felt responsible for her brother. Right. And at that point they had both lost their brothers exactly 
I, what I thought was really interesting about that was in almost every other episode, the one of the brothers or both of them relates to another character, right. whether that character realizes how much alike they are. And in this one, Kathleen related to Dean before Dean related to her. And I thought that was, that was a, a neat twist. Yeah. All right. So anything else that's burning a hole in your brain? Yeah, Z, you're shaking your head, nodding your head, whatever you want to call it. Go for it. <laughs> Alvin Jenkins at one point says, give it up, Sammy. And that's when Sam is trying to yank whatever that, that tube is above right. his tank. Or his cage, and he says, "Don't call me that!" Like in an angry burst, and I thought that was really, yeah. that was really cute because, like, when when Sam says that to Dean, he's just like, "I'm not Sammy anymore," you know. Like he's like, "I'm a big kid," kind of thing. <laughs> and this one, like, he was outraged because nobody calls him Sammy but Dean. Right. And it's it's been interesting. It's not been a clear transition, but it's you can see that they're kind. Of, the brothers are falling in step more. That they're mm-hmm. acclimating to each other and. And even though the fight was between Dad and Sam, Dean and Sam had their problems because of it, right. and they're slowly getting over it. So I thought that was neat. Not related to what you just said, <laughs> but one of the first clues we had in this episode was the van making a what was what was the Florida whining whining growl, growl. growl. yeah, the whining growl, and uh, but then later on, a different car. It was definitely a different car made the same noise, which makes me wonder what the fuck they're doing in their auto maintenance that <laughs> makes their cars make that noise. That's not a good, healthy car noise. No. Well, I'm going to say their auto maintenance is like nothing. So kind of like their oral hygiene was. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is they don't ever... I had no idea why this is called The Benders, and I am pretty sure they don't ever say through the episode what their last names are. I don't think there's a point ever in the episode where they call them The Benders. They call them uh, Lee, Judd, Missy, and Daddy. Yeah. I feel like I knew that that's what it was, but... But, well, like, when you look on like, the cast list and stuff, it says, like, Pa Bender, Missy Bender. Yeah. It was, because there was a few continuity issues in this episode. Okay, so, like, um, they burn Dean's jacket... The same jacket that he wears in continued episodes. Uh, yeah. There is not a hole and there's not a patch in it. Yeah. And then there was, when they're fighting and stuff, how they're like throwing Dean clear across the room. Like his face is slamming into things. Like he should be like a swollen pulp by the end of it. And he's not. But also, dad takes him out with a frying pan. After he's been thrown across the room a hundred million times, it didn't get knocked out. Yeah. So. Well, frying pans are knockout magic. I, I've seen Rapunzel, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it was especially dumb of them to take a cop. Because, in general, one can count on a cop having reported where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, she hadn't, apparently. But uh, you can expect a cop to have reported where they are, so it was really stupid of them to... To take her. There was, yeah. There, yeah, there was some issues with that, too. Like, the fact she was carrying her gun on the outside of her jacket... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it looked like it was hooked onto her pocket instead of like her belt mm-hmm. um, and she never never like you said reported where she was and she didn't call for backup like she didn't report that Dean was not who he said he was and I know they came to an agreement on that but that should have been something that also probably popped up at the station too 
Something else I should have mentioned when I was talking about just the portrayal of female characters. I really love that those were actual uniform pants that she was wearing. Mm-hmm. I say that because uniform pants do not look good on women. Mm-hmm. They are not flattering. <laughs> and when she came walking out of the barn wearing a t-shirt and those uniform pants, she didn't look sexy. She yeah. didn't look hot. And she, I was like, good job. Yeah. Good job. She was kick ass. I was like, I mean, you, oh, yeah. you're She's amazing. Hot. I like you. But, uh, yeah, there was never a point that I was like, I am attracted to you because of your boobs. Like, because, you know, <laughs> she was just, like, unnecessarily kick-ass and half-naked. Like, she was just kick-ass. Yes. I mean, but just like with the uniform pants, they could have found a tan pair mm-hmm. of pants and tailored them to fit her body yeah. perfectly, and they didn't do that. And I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. She looked like a cop. I thought... not Also not related to totally jump subjects. Um... But the whole hunting thing that they were doing, the, the, the scene where they were hunting Jenkins, they, they hunt him for like 30 seconds. Like I'm, I'm thinking like to, because I grew up on a large property, and I'm thinking I could probably make it the distance he made it in like three minutes, maybe. And if I'm running, probably faster than that, or at least further. And... They just, like, stab him as soon as he comes out of the barn and has a knife. And then they stab him again when he's, like, 20 yards away. And then they're, like, done. And then they spent, like, a whole long time talking about the thrill of it and watching them and, and doing all the stuff. And I was like, you guys aren't really, like, like, you're just murdering. Like, you say you're hunting, but... Well, it, I think we have to take into consideration, number one, that he's not the first person that they've done this to. And number two, he wasn't exactly the most thrilling hunt. Because... <laughs> He's, like, wandering around, and he's stopping, and mm-hmm. he's, like, he, you know, talking to them, the non-existent people there, and, I mean, it's just, he he was not a good victim, so I can I can understand them offing him pretty quickly, because you're not going to get much sport out of somebody who is being an, an idiot. idiot. <laughs> so. he, he also, like, any, any property that I've been on, because like I said, I grew out, I grew up out in the country. Anytime we would go to neighbors or anything, yes, they have dirt roads that go off into other places, but if there is very clearly one road that leads out to the main, like the main highway or whatever, and he went in the opposite direction, (laughs) and I was just, I was like, you know, I couldn't even like yell at the screen, like, what are you doing? Because I was just like, like, that's not like a horror movie oopsie. Like, that's, you're just an idiot. Like, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't feel bad for you. Well, well, I mean, I don't know that he deserves to die. No, 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 no. But I wasn't well, like, I, I wasn't like, he had a life ahead of him because I don't know how much longer he was going to live anyways with that kind of stupidity. <laughs> I I agree with that. So I, I think one of the, well, not one of the, the absolute main theme of this episode was that, um, as Dean put it so eloquently a couple of times, people are crazy. Yep. Demons I get. People yeah. People are crazy. Yeah. So I, th- <clears throat> so obviously Supernatural isn't the first series that has done a "Hey, we're the crazy people" episode. Um, Torchwood did one that I really enjoy, and of course, there's you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And there's there's also been like a couple of diff- one of the, several of the different Law and Orders that have done it. I'm pretty sure CSI has done one of those humans hunting other humans. Overdone, it seems. Yeah. Overdone. Yeah. Also, there's the movie that they mention, which is... Well, they mention Ned Beatty, who is in Deliverance. Yes. And it's very similar, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah. T- you can tell where the inspiration for this episode came from. Yeah. Now, having said that, 
this is one of the episodes that I remember more than I do any other. Really? And I think it is because of the fact that it is people. It's mm-hmm. not a monster. It's not a generic thing. It's it's the people as monsters. And so while I didn't remember every aspect of the episode, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this is that episode. Mm-hmm. So I actually got the beginning of this episode confused with another one. But then I think like two seconds after we see the, the officer Kathleen, I don't think it ever mentioned her last name either. Um, I don't think it did. She's even in the in, on IMDb as Officer Kathleen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a couple of seconds after I saw her, I was like, "Oh, I know what episode this is." Mm-hmm. But I I thought the the um, the growling, the weird sound in the beginning was from a different episode. And actually, the um, the subtitles call it chains dragging. There was a chain dragging sound. And I was yeah. like, I mean, I wonder if that's what they were using for the sound effect. And then like yeah. some some. Um, uh, uh, like computer recognized it and like put the subtitles in for it. Like I don't know how they do subtitles um, if it's like a computer automated thing because I know sometimes they're a little off. But anyways, it I don't think it was supposed to be chains. Like I think it was supposed to be the van that they were using. I do have another thought. Actually, mm-hmm. I have a couple of thoughts, but I didn't mention this one earlier because I couldn't remember why I had written this cryptic comment down. So. Near the end, they've got Dean tied up, and they tell him that he's got to choose which one they're going to let out and hunt. Mm-hmm. And one, he chose Sammy for them to let out and hunt, mm-hmm. which initially seems like an odd choice for Dean, but it makes a lot of sense because, for one thing, he's got a reasonable expectation that Sam would be a lot more likely to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but also, he, he does tend to be protective. And then Dad said, don't let him out, just shoot him. Yeah, shoot him in the cage. Shoot him in the cage. So whichever one of them that was walked in and opened the door to the cage. Judd. Judd walked in and opened the door to the cage. I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Yeah, just put the barrel through the bars and pull the trigger. There was was plenty of room to just shoot him in the cage like you were told to do. And then you guys would still be doing your crazy man stuff because... They yeah. all would have died if you would have just not opened that door. The yeah. lesson of this podcast is we would make a better crazy family. <laughs> if we're going to eat them, I don't want to get skinny ones, though, okay? Mm-hmm. If we're going to eat them, I want something that's got some good flesh. Yeah, Jenkins said they only fed them once a day. So mm, Yeah, see, no, that's kind of... It's a nice marbling, okay? And I suddenly became a vegetarian. <laughs> 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 all right, guys, so... One more thing, yes. One more thing. I just yeah. want to give a little shout out to the spider monkey jump that Officer Kathleen does when she yeah. jumped onto. I think it was oh, Judd. Yeah. No, no, no. Judd had been had been hit already, so it was Lee. She like jumps on him like out of the rafters. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, get it, girl. Like I was. That was just good. That was. Well, and her aim was pretty damn good too, because I mean she she yeah. hit pretty much perfect on top of him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that is all the time that we have for this week. So we invite you to come back and join us next week whenever we will be discussing episode 16 entitled Shadow. So until then, thanks for joining us and carry on. Jerk. Bitch.
Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.